Welcome, Victor. Let's start off in Nigeria, where partners in that uh, $25 billion Nigeria-Morocco gas pipeline, they agree on a PSG plan. Remember, the, Elvis, this is a 2016 decision by former President Mohamed Buhari and King, uh, King Mohamed the, the Sixth of Morocco. And it was something that, as, as with most projects, would take a long time after an agreement is made. The idea being to supply gas from Nigeria to Morocco, from the oil fields you can export gas. And it's going to cut through a lot of the coastal countries of West Africa, Guinea, Bissau, Mauritania. And that's why it took so long. But the other reason is now that you have the shortage of energy supplies due to the disruptions, among other things, the Russia-Ukraine war, many projects that have been lying on the back burner are being revived and this project is set to be in the the front end engineering design which comes after the feasibility study which means they already know it will work but it's not yet in the epc phase which is engineering production and and construction but at least i'm glad they're accelerating this and this is part of the intra-africa trade that we talk about elvis because 400 million people or so in that west african region will benefit either due to construction work of the pipeline going through their countries and the supply that will result from that, but also manage the environmental impact of the oil industry or the petroleum industry in Nigeria. Let's go to Zimbabwe, where they are facing a fish supply deficit. This is according to Runesu Zemiri. He's the Secretary General of the Food Federation and Allied Workers' Union. He was speaking in Iceland at the at World Congress of Unions, Elvis, and he is saying, among other reasons, tilapia, whatever is being produced in Zimbabwe, is targeted for export markets. But for the for the 60 million, 60,000 tons or so of demand, of the local demand, only 18% or so is being produced. And with the export and all that is happening, that leaves the country with a lot of shortage. Fish is a very important source of protein for African countries because of the lakes that are there. If you remember Lake Kariba in the north of, of the country. So to have shortage of that is not good for food security. But let's hope that, again, as we keep talking about intra-Africa trade, something can be done. There's a lot of, of water bodies in that part of the world that should be able to meet this, but also it could attract investment in the food industry, Elvis. And then in Kenya, the World Bank there has approved a 390 million U.S. dollar f- uh, finance to help boost uh, Kenya's digital economy. Aren't you, aren't you just amazed that although we talk about Kenya being so far ahead in the digitalization or digitization of its economy, it's still attracting a whole lot more. And that's the advantage. When you are a first mover, when you lead in a certain industry, you attract all the investors of the world. But the World Bank, as you know, will be part of what we call the de-risking of any project. So hopefully they will be raising $100 million in private financing to get this. But Keith Hansen, who is the country director for Kenya, Rwanda, and a few other East African countries, say this is part of making sure that although Kenya is advanced, we still have a lot of digital divide to make internet, high-speed internet affordable, particularly now that AI is the buzzword. It is gonna take, it's going to take a lot more investment. And this is just a show, show that it doesn't matter how advanced you are, you can always do a lot better. Kenya is showing and leading by example, but it's good that the World Bank is able to de-risk this because then it will open the way for private investors to get involved and pick up a few of the opportunities that will arise.